Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Roshan. It is back. The Premier League. It is back. Felt like yesterday we were reviewing last season's best performance. We're already looking forward to run the rule on this season's cast and I cannot wait. And it's still the transfer season, still quite a lot of things happening and you can be sure that uh, clubs will want to sort out some key transfers, especially in the first week and not wait till too late. So let's talk about some that's happening in the background, right? Uh, Moises Caicedo from Brighton has been wanting to leave the club. They've been holding out for a lot of money. Chelsea's put in a bit. Liverpool now has put in a bit. Liverpool clearly need midfielders, having lost two of their starting players, Henderson and Fabinho, to Saudi Arabia. And it's no surprise they've gone for Moises Casido because that was already a part of the midfield or part of their team that they needed to upgrade. So why not go out and get Casido who's caught so many eyes? I like the way Liverpool have swooped in to almost usurp Chelsea in it. And and it's exciting. (laughs) But one thing I know Liverpool fans who are listening, your manager once said about... Pogba's $100 million price tag, right? He said, the day that this is football, I'm not in the job anymore because the game is about playing together. Oh, wow. What happened to that now? You're going out and spending $100 million on a player. I'll one-up you when he said, Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham, $100 million? Where are we got No sound bites, that's why I imitate him. $100 million? We don't have $100 million. How can we have $100 million to buy Jude Bellingham? And- but 110 for Moises Casado, you have, ah. Huh? And exactly, that's what is the problem, right? Other clubs can go out and spend more money and collect top players. I want to do it differently. Jurgen Klopp, I, are you listening? Yeah. What's happened to that? Football caught up, that's what happened to that. This is not a personal attack, it's just a realisation that that's the way football is going yeah, to be now. Yeah. We've, we've discussed transfers at length and the price tags don't make any more sense, right? Yeah. I'm quite excited though because I think he will be a good addition to this Liverpool team if it does go through. He obviously has played with a McAllister before, so there's that partnership. Yeah. But I know Liverpool are spending all their time and effort shoring up their midfield. Having watched them live in the National Stadium quite recently, I feel defensively they're going to be liable to some mistakes. That's not going to stop me from getting Trent into my fantasy team, but I'm going to look out for Liverpool and their defensive struggles this year. Well, uh, Jürgen Klopp was caught at Orchard Road busking, trying to raise (laughs) money for Jude Bellingham. Okay, Manchester City seemed to want Lucas Paqueta from uh, West Ham. Uh, I wonder what he brings to the team. At West Ham, though, he never really hit the heights, but that was because that West Ham team was so bad, but... Declan Rice so Paqueta was like in a slightly deeper role not able to be that attacking midfielder what does he bring to City? I think he brings a warm body again it's a running team in terms of players leaving to Saudi Arabia Riyad Mahrez left to Saudi Arabia and that's why they're going in for Paqueta I think apart from being a warm body he obviously has shown in glimpses what he can provide and it almost is he's passed the Premier League test already so there won't be a settling in period and if you're making the step up from West Ham to Man City you're not going to be in Pep Guardiola's year telling him I need to start I need to start you're happy to play a squad role and I think Pep Guardiola will need that to keep the squad harmony but also have enough players to take him through the season Mm. because they're going to be challenging on all the fronts right so he needs more than 11 capable players Talking about needing more than 11 capable players we go over to Spain where Real Madrid last night released news that Thibaut Courtois suffered an ACL so that's going to be months Wow, they need a new goalkeeper. Do they look at Andre Lunin, who is the backup? Is he good enough? And I, I'm just thinking the amount of saves that Coutoua made in Champions League, the amount of times Coutoua 
single-handedly help this Real Madrid team? What do they do? Do they go after someone like David De Gea that's a free agent? Or do they pay money for someone like uh, Kepa Aritabalagia from uh, Chelsea? I mean, if you ask me, I think the first thing they need to buy is a proper fax machine because <laughs> that's what they need to get the David De Gea transfer through, right? And... You ask about spending money, I think they would be better keeping that money because Mbappe, will it happen? Will it not happen? They rather keep the money in case there is an opportunity. And if David De Gea is on the free, available, ready, exactly, yeah. why not go for him? He's Spanish. I'm sure he'd like to play for Spain's premier club. And maybe it's a move that will suit all parties. Just nice to use De Gea for a year. You know that within, I mean, Coutoir will come back before a year, but he'll need time, right? So you give yourself that good one-year time frame and you're getting a fresh goalkeeper. He's still sharp and he should suit the way Carlo Ancelotti plays football. Yeah, it should. It should suit uh, David De Gea in that sense because the Premier League is all about passing out from the back yeah. and they need more from a goalkeeper. Where else? In Spain, with all due respect to La Liga, there's going to be three teams competing right at the top. Exactly. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico. The rest is more or less just a weekly affair, right? So yeah. maybe that's what David De Gea needs. Yeah. Out of the spotlight slightly. And I, again, go back to the point. It's a move that might suit everyone. Exactly. Okay. Uh, this this is insane. Harry Kane, is he really going to buy in Munich? Should he go to buy in Munich? I mean, I, I, and I'm not talking about Premier League records here, but... It's really Bayern Munich the place for someone like Harry Kane. They're going to win Bundesliga anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why everybody is kind of surprised that he seemingly agreed to this move. Because to your point, the Bundesliga is a given anyway. What's so exciting? But Harry Kane hasn't won silverware all his life. The faster he can do it, the better. And if Bayern are the only club willing to pay, then why not? I mean, it's a bit sad as well, right? When you consider the amount of other clubs that he could go to potentially next year. I'm not asking him to stay behind for a year, but it is Postacoglu and, you know, people are expecting great things of this uh, Spurs side. But after you go to Bayern, right? Say you spend two years, three years at Bayern, you will be in your early 30s already. Where are you going to go to for that one last big move, for that one last impact? Real Madrid's not going to want you. Barca's not going to want you. Any of the Premier League clubs are not going to want you back to help break that Premier League record. It's it's a tough one. Tough decision he has to make. I guess the obvious answer is Saudi Arabia, right? That's where <laughs> everybody is going. But look, Harry Kane coming back, I was, I was quite surprised that he decided to agree to this move to Bayern. I mean, yeah. it hasn't been confirmed yet. We've seen Michael Owen's tweet, I guess everybody has, in terms yeah. of why Bayern, them yeah. winning trophies is not a big deal. But I think for everything that Harry Kane has done for Spurs... Leaving now is the best thing he can do for the club rather than leaving on a free because he will earn the club $100 million Mm. as an academy player. Mm. That will allow them to reinvest into the Postacoglu era and I think that's good for the club. As compared to one more year, you see out your contract, you leave for free. Yes, possibly more suitors then, but you wouldn't have given back to the club that's given you so much. So perhaps... that's uh, that's being very kind. Um, but we are in an era where footballers really need to think about themselves. And unless in Harry Kane's mind, it's all about the Champions League. And, and Bayern would challenge for the Champions League. You would think so. Under Thomas yeah. Tuchel, yeah. they've got a thing or two to prove. And you talk about why Bayern, because I think they desperately need that number nine, that focal yeah. point. And I think he will thrive if he goes there. And he can be a superstar, obviously. The Manchester United fan in me sneakily hopes there is some last gas drama somehow. <laughs> I don't see it happening, though. Well, Munich is a beautiful city to live in. I've spent some time there and I, I, I 
at that part, I get, you know, just going to Munich and enjoying yourself there. All right, uh, the Premier League is happening this weekend. What are you most excited about uh, this brand new season? Wow, there's so much to be excited about to start with. I'm just excited to be able to watch football on a Saturday, <laughs> Sunday and possibly Monday night as well. But I think it's going to be exciting in terms of We've seen the preseason. We've seen the dress rehearsals. Now there will be one surprise. Yeah, there's going to be one scalp in the opening weekend, yeah. and then the news headlines are going to be dominated by that. I'm excited to see in terms of which of the big guns fall. That could well be my Manchester United, or yeah. that could be maybe Man City losing to Burnley because Vincent Company yeah. manages Burnley, yeah. and there's a nice plot line there. And there's Arsenal who possibly could build on what they did last year after winning the Community Shield last year, uh, last week rather. Can they continue to do that? There's so much plot lines. And then there's the big one, Chelsea against Liverpool. Pochettino making his Stamford Bridge debut against Jürgen Klopp's Liverpool. That's going to be exciting. You know, the one thing's for sure is that as much as we're excited for the Premier League season to start, don't take anything seriously for the first two, three weeks. Because, you know, just case in point, Manchester United losing 4-0 and things like that. It could well be City, you know, going through that sort of spell. But once Premier League teams start to get on form, then we can really see things shape up. Uh, but one thing's for sure, you know, there are going to be a lot of people coming out to criticise the big guns this weekend. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the knives are already being sharpened. Every small move is going to be under the microscope, right? Someone like Andre Onana is going to be under the microscope <laughs> because he's bound to make a few mistakes, but well, that's yeah. going to give us plenty to talk about, I think. For sure, for sure. Um, in terms of surprises, and obviously we're looking further down the table, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about... Brighton. Mm. Uh, they've lost some really good players and I wonder if you know they will be able to surprise as much as they did last season or have teams sort of found them out already? Yeah, I think that's a very valid question because Brighton almost always come unscathed when they lose their best players, managers. How often yeah. can they keep doing this, right? So that should be quite exciting. They play Luton Town who are newly promoted and I dare say the smallest club in the Premier League at the moment. So perhaps that's an easy assignment but it'll be e important to see how they go along as the season progresses. For me, in terms of surprises, I'm quite excited about Aston Villa. You know, yeah. I know they peaked last year under Unai Emery, but now they've got Conference League football. Yeah, yeah. They've had some good additions in terms of Paul Torres. And I think Unai Emery is really, now that he's got a full pre-season under his belt, I expect top six fast in Villa. I'm that, just going to go out there and say it. Mind you, Pau Torres was one of the most sought-after defenders just one, two years ago. If not for COVID and, you know, the state of Villarreal, who knows, right? Um, okay, biasness aside, are you worried? Do you have any teams that you think are going to let you down? Wow, that's, that's a difficult <laughs> question. Look, I hope Glenn Ong isn't listening because I Everton. feel like Everton have, have danced with the devil for yeah. so long, but somehow escape relegation yeah. can they do it under Sean Dutch exactly yeah. and the yeah. quality of the teams coming into the Premier League is increasing there was a time when the three promoted teams would be a shoo-in to go down but you look at Burnley now yeah. they're playing continental football yeah. coming up from the championship they're going to probably do well so a club like Everton who haven't reinvested massively in their squad either I'm quite worried for them and I think you can only escape death so many times yeah. right so in that way it might be a difficult season for Everton one other thing I expect 
possibly to be difficult is Manchester United going yeah. up against Wolves because historically I don't think we have a great record against them and every team has a new manager bounce when they play Manchester United now they parted with uh, Julian Lopetegui and hired Gary O'Neill so mm. that's going to be another problem for Manchester United to deal with well we shall see about that for me I think that West Ham is going to let a lot of people down this season they've made a lot of money from sales mmm uh, but they're not exactly signing quality and I don't say this you know with regard to I was just going to say Maguire no 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 I just think that I don't know uh, um, after last season that's probably the highest that they've reached or gonna reach for a couple of years mm. so unfortunately I, like I don't point. I don't think West Ham's gonna do very well but uh, it's time to have a little bit of fun who do you think is the first manager to get sacked Jürgen Klopp really Jürgen Klopp? I, I really think so yeah I, I just I just feel like They've invested all this money. Yes, it looks good. The Liverpool Sick. fans are singing. Wow. But it's going to keep so much pressure on that manager. And he looks a bit tired. I'm just going to say He does look it. tired. You yeah. know what I mean? He yeah. looks fatigued. I, at first, I put it down to jet lag when we caught up with him in Singapore. But I just feel... There are, as, as Eric Ten Hag said, I don't mean to make a Manchester United reference when talking about a Liverpool manager. But eras come to an end. Oh. So I just feel like Jurgen Klopp has possibly brought this Liverpool team as far as possible and now with the money being spent there's going to be pressure to perform and that's where I go back to my point about the defensive liabilities catching up with this mm. Liverpool team what about you? Ange Postacoglu Ooh, are you, know you serious? Yes you know why? Because he's going to sell Harry Kane. Yeah. He's going to get all this money. Mm. Daniel Levy's not going to let him touch the money. Mm. And he'll be short up front. Yeah recipe for disaster. <laughs> Alright last question before I oh. let you go who wins the Premier League? Man City. Manchester United. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.